The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys. Oh, my God. Oh, my And welcome to a very Brady podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Tack. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Not a whole lot. All right. And on this podcast, we celebrate classic, iconic TV shows as we break them down one episode at a time. What we do here, Jimmy, as you know. Hell yeah. We take the episode. We do. We break it down. Of course. We make it president for a day, only to find out it has no post sign plan, and we live out the rest of our lives like we're stuck in the video game Fallout 2. All for you, the listener. Mm. On today's episode, we take a look at Silver Spoons Season 2, Episode 5, entitled Mr. President. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and you'll watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. Silver Spoons is available to stream on Roku. Roku! Roku! It sounds like something out of a Japanese anime. Oh no! Roku! Roku! (laughs) Shing! Have a sound effect. Oh shit! (laughs) Yo got flame. How was your week? It was good. How about you? Is it nothing exciting happened? Or? I made I made some pallets out of. Oh, I'm sorry. I made some garage shelves out of pallets, <laughs> and they look like shit. They work. So yeah, I did that. That's good. I played with my wood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I banged it. <laughs> I screwed it. I screwed it and banged my wood. If you only heard what I heard in my head, <laughs> would you? What would you hear? Just say it. Do it. Do it, do it to me. <laughs> I play with my penis. Oh, wait. Nah. No. <laughs> I bang my penis. <laughs> bang my penis. <laughs> um, well, that's cool. Well, good. I guess. What is that noise? <laughs> it's the cat. Oh. Yes. What is it? It's looking. See, trying to get see now you embarrassed her. Thanks, Tech. <laughs> <laughs> is she in heat? Yeah, she's looking for somewhere. Ruby! <laughs> yeah. yeah so that that may be going on throughout the episode i'm apologizing <laughs> it's all right i don't mind well we don't know for sure she's in heat she just she gets in these moods where she won't stop meowing and there's no there's no timeline it's not like it's every so and so often it's just one day she yeah, wakes up and she's cat. like today's gonna be a meow day <laughs> yeah i had a cat then before i got her fixed just saying uh she used to do that too she was broken? actually it's well you know the cat you have the cat now <laughs> she was broken <laughs> well no but when we got her they told us she was already fixed oh so is she or you don't know i don't know i oh, tried looking I on her stomach so. and i didn't see any kind of scars because typically that was a scar on their stomach from the surgery i didn't see any scars so i think they were lying oh shit I think they were lying so. that's not right you know like a liar exactly yeah so hmm. have you seen uh <laughs> I'm so embarrassed to say my cat's name because I feel Why? like people will be offended by it. I didn't okay. think that ever until I told some people like 
my cast name, they're like, oh my God, <laughs> why, why would you do that? Like, well, first of all, A, I didn't name my cat, but secondly, it's not racist. <laughs> right. Well, no. <clears throat> well, the cast name is Whitey. Right. Which now you have Whitey. <laughs> but I, I literally had a, a girl come to me and say that she thought that that was racist and I really needed to seriously think about changing her name. Hmm. Well, you can go back to the girl and say, I can honestly tell you that I no longer have a cat named Whitey. <laughs> so you can tell her that. Well, I, I don't really know where she is anywhere. You could be like, man, friend. but my friend Jimmy, he's, he's pretty insensitive about his cats because <laughs> he calls his cat that now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still your cat. I'm, I consider it still your cat. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Whitey, she used to do that too um, until she got fixed. But we had to, I was going to get her fixed anyway, but she had to have emergency surgery uh, mm. like a few years ago. And uh, that For was what? All what was wrong part with of it. Well, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what was wrong with her, but she basically was like bleeding out. Oh, shit. And uh, internally bleeding too. I've, I've seen like little blood spots throughout mm-hmm. the house. And I was like, what does go Like, who's bleeding? Like, I thought maybe the animals got into a fight or something, you know? And uh, I couldn't find any physical blood on any of the animals. And so I was like a little concerned. And then um, found out, <clears throat> kind of narrowed it down to her. And mm-hmm. then uh, so I took her in to get checked. And they said she needs surgery like now or she's going to die. Oh, sure. And, uh, and she needs to get it like to be fixed. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's do it. So, <laughs> yeah, that was like $1,000 to get that done. But, oh, my God. I mean, that's not how much it costs to get fixed, but she needed the surgery and all that. So, Damn. but they let me do a payment plan, which was nice. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we need to take Ruby in to get. I think she needs to be fixed. I think they lied. I don't think she's really fixed. Mm-hmm. I think she's broken. But as soon as she had the surgery, she stopped that old meowing thing and ran okay. and showed her ass. And as another sign too, she'll show her ass. Oh, well, yeah. Well, the cat won't let me go anywhere near her. <laughs> but sometimes well, we're on her. <laughs> oh, like I can. She can be sitting on the couch. And just my presence in the room, she'll look at me with this oh shit look on her face and sprint into the other room. It's like, cool. Usually she'll put her butt in the air, like when they're in heat. They're wanting that shit. Everybody. Hmm. Yeah, that's not what she does at all. Hmm. But the breed that she is, all the information we've read on them has pretty much said that they they love being around the family. They just don't want you touching them. They don't want to be on your lap. They don't want Hmm. you touching them. But they love being in the room. So she's in the room all the time. (laughs) She just doesn't like us touching her or getting too close to her but she loves being around the family so yeah like my my wife and my daughter they can go they can call her name and she runs sprints from another room jumps up there but as soon as they try to touch her she's like okay all right that's enough Mm -hmm. you pet me on my terms she Mm -hmm. with her it's not even on but she (laughs) used to when we first got her she would lay next to me um on the couch and she'd want me to rub her stomach which i thought was really strange for a cat are you talking about ruby or whitey yeah ruby yeah. Some cats love it. Like my two cats, the two brothers, Lucky and Jasper. Right. Those two cats love to be pet anywhere and everywhere all the time. And That's like they love too. to be picked up. They love to be held. It didn't matter how you held them. They didn't care. Hmm. They laid in whatever position you held them in. Oh, wow. And they can, you can rub their bellies. You can do what they just not care. They were both the most chillest cats I ever had. Well, it's like the cat Izzy that we have. She's, she's, she's pretty stupid. Like, I'm not trying to be funny. <laughs> she really is. Um, and she's like that too. Like she, she'll sit on anybody's lap. 
she doesn't it's like she can't retract her claws they're out all the time <laughs> and she just has that stupid look on her face all the time and when we got her they told us they're like she's she's got problems like so you're gonna have to be really patient with her and for the longest time like just walking in the room she would just hiss at you that's all she did was sit there and hiss at you <laughs> and then eventually one day she comes up and she's like sniffing our legs and stuff and now it's gotten to the point anybody on the couch she's gonna come up and lay on your lap there's nothing you can do about it and she's probably gonna scratch you when she does but she, she doesn't know how to <laughs> retract her claws so well, I have a cat very similar <clears throat> that uh, I inherited. That cat hated everybody except my daughter, Jasmine. Oh. She loved Jasmine. Huh, she weird. hated everyone. She hated me. She was always hissing at me, always swiping at me all the time. But every once in a while, she would come and just sit on my lap. And I can't pet her or else she'll attack me. But she wanted <laughs> to sit on my lap. That's weird. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do here? Like, you can't like... No, go away, because then she'll literally attack me. But hmm. she wanted to sit in my lap, or she'll want to sit next to me. <laughs> like, I even shot a video with the kids one time. <laughs> they love this video. They think it's so funny. Because, like, <laughs> and she'll come over. She'll, like, stick her face near me. And we go, well, like, will you pet me? Like, she's testing me. And I go, oh, you want me to pet you? And as soon as I do, whap. Like, and I'm like, well, then why did you ask? Like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so in the video... <laughs> I shot this video with them and then uh, her name is Beanie and so I'm like Beanie's sitting right there like she wants me to pet her in the video if you saw the video you'd be like that cat definitely wants you to pet her right and so I go okay Beanie are you ready for a petting <laughs> you know and she'd be like yeah like big eyes just fluttering like mm, I'm so sweet and as soon as I go in there and go to pet her she starts attacking me, hisses, attacks, and takes off. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God. And, like, the kids, like, love this video. I mean, <laughs> That's awesome. They still quote it to this day. <laughs> Beanie, would you like a petting? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So what did you think of this episode? <clears throat> oh, did you say my week? My, my week was good. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> we went off on so many tangents. I'm just kidding. My week is boring. Um, no, 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 that's what you wanted. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you bring well, that first same energy. Come on now. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I just worked. Um, nothing too exciting, really. Uh, we did have this big family get-together. Well, it wasn't really a family get-together. It was actually like two, three hundred people over at the parents' house. Oh, damn. For a, uh, you must for have had a, a lot of fun. fun. <laughs> for a fundraiser. That was a Thursday night. Um, I was unable to attend. Not that I was going to go for the fundraiser. What do you mean? You told me you were off Thursday. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You're gonna get me in trouble. That's not true. That's not. That's not true, Joyce. Don't listen. No, to I'm it. just joking. You work till like what two? <laughs> oh my god! Will you stop? <laughs> no, I couldn't. Uh, because I had to work. Um, not that I was gonna go to the fundraiser. I was really gonna go and kind of help out because <laughs> you know two three hundred people on my parents' property. You know so. <laughs> Um, they have like this big barn that they uh, rent out for functions and stuff. Like, that. like cool. it's really nice. I've, done, barn I've shot a few up. weddings. There's a couple of those here down here in the area, and I've shot at both of them. They're pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, this is very nice too. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. And uh, so yeah, um, so that have, I mean I didn't go to it, so I don't have anything to say about it. But right. <laughs> um, it was that. But let me switch the question back to you though. What's your sure. history with silver spoons? Um, I used to watch a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, me my, too. My, my brothers had a big crush on the the I think it's the stepmom. 
Um, Aaron Gray, something. by the way, Aaron was Gray. Her name. I keep wanting to say Elizabeth Gray. I don't know why. Last week we kept going. It was something Gray. Yeah, yeah. My brothers had a big crush on her. Yeah, I, I kind of did too. I mean, yeah, she's okay. She's a little bit no, too scared. On your brothers, had a crush on your brothers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Well, you know, the rabbit between the ears. So. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. Now, Aaron Gray, yeah, she's pretty. She's a very attractive woman. She is. She's a little too skinny for my taste, but yeah, she's not bad. But even yeah. still, if you look her up now, she still doesn't look that bad for her age. And it's so weird because she's looked the same for like forty years. If she dyed her hair like back to to brunette, like she yeah. <laughs> she'd look exactly the same. It's like Elizabeth Hurley, like. Yeah, she still looks exactly the same. Like, and she doesn't look like she's had very much plastic surgery, if any. So well, that's kind of like Susanna Hoff. Have you oh, seen yeah, her recently? Yeah. She looks because <laughs> she looks great for age. But I mean, oh she, she looks great. She has aged. Like she's not like um, uh, Kate Beckinsale, where the woman just she's like a female Tom Cruise. She's done age. She has aged, but she's aged mm. gracefully, and she's very well. She's very. She looks very good for her age. She looks her age, but she looks very good for her age. She's still um, hot. <laughs> she is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, very impressed. But yeah, oh, for real. Look impressed. up. Look up Elizabeth Hurley. She still posts bikini pictures and shit. And <clears throat> oh, she yeah, she yeah. really doesn't look like she's had plastic surgery. I think she's what sixty two, sixty three, something. Like that. I don't know. If she's that old yet? Is she? I thought so. Yeah, I thought she's she up was there. Like late fifties, maybe. I think Kate Kate Beckinsale I think is a year or two older than us, and she looks like she's in her twenties. Yeah. Well, we're still young gentlemen, Jimmy. Okay. We are. We may be on the dark side of 40, but still. <laughs> we're at that point in the roller coaster where you're just about to crest the hill. Well, no, we crested the hill. <laughs> we're oh, no, no. Cresting the hill is 50. So we're right at that time. I we're thought the hill was 45. I thought it was 50. Is that over the hill? It was 50, you know? Well, 40 is technically over the hill. When you hit 40, you're at the top of the hill. Oh. You know, on your way down because... Life expectancy is you know, not very high. Anyway, that's a downer. Much like this episode. <laughs> yeah, well, what's up with all the political humor, man? That shit's not funny. Well, it wasn't just that. It's just they get really dark at the end. <laughs> like, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing funnier than nuclear fallout on, on a sitcom. <laughs> the shit's funny. <laughs> um but yeah, I used to watch Silver Spoons as a kid all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was kind of nice, like hearing the theme song again because I haven't seen it since I was a kid, yeah. and I was like, "Oh wow!" Yeah. As soon as I heard it, I'm singing it, Meg's looking at me like, "The fuck!" I'm like, "You never watched this?" She's like, "I've never even heard of the show." I'm like, "What?" Oh. It's crazy. Well, she remember she's just a youngin, so <laughs> <laughs> the show came on literally before she was born, so hmm. she doesn't understand the meaning of "Together we're gonna find our way." <laughs> but yeah, this show came out two years before my wife was born. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's take our first break, and when cool. we come back, we're gonna break this episode down. Hell yeah! And uh, I can't think of a funny thing to say about it. Cool. Weird. This will be a fun show. I'm <laughs> gonna <laughs> <laughs> have to sharpen my wit, so we'll yeah. do, I'll do that on break. Okay. All right, we'll be back. Hey, Gen Xers, get the news and podcasts that matter to you on Rediscover the 80s. Each week, hosts Jason and Wyatt deliver two shows that will connect you with the past. First, listen to the 80s weekly newscast with retro pop culture headlines from the world of movies. They are actually trying to reboot The Naked Gun with Liam Neeson. Streaming. 
Transformers Earth Spark. What did you think, man? It looks interesting, but it looks like it's another spin-off of the Rescue Bots. Collectibles and more. They made Tina Turner into a Barbie. Then, listen to Memory Jogger, featuring memories from the 80s and early 90s. We're going to spin the old randomizer tonight. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's spin it. Oh, <laughs> a big one. Transformers and GoBots. Star Wars. Ooh, we might be here a while. <laughs> Robin Ooh. Williams. What a tribute. Yeah, Robin Williams. Ooh, oh, grandparents. Michael, Michael J. Fox. Fox. PSA commercials. PSA commercials. Ooh, okay. Listen to both shows now on Rediscover the 80s. Search now in popular listening apps or stream from your browser at rediscoverthe80s.com. The 80s Weekly and Memory Jogger. Two shows that will help you rediscover the 80s. And we are a back. Ooh, doggy. Ooh, doggy. That was a good break. You know what I'm saying? Gross. I don't I mean, come know. on. Like, you didn't feel it. No. <laughs> I mean, we made eye contact the whole time and everything. I know. I am I was very uncomfortable. And I didn't want to say that because you were having such a good time. Well, is that why you started crying? Is that why that tear rolled down your face? Mm-hmm. I thought it was just like heightened emotions and shit. Yeah, no, I was uncomfortable. Hmm. Still kind of am. Right. That's okay. Close your eyes and think of some cheerleader. Yeah, I'm okay. Yep. All right. All right. So we have. Uh, <laughs> we got Silver Spoons, season two, episode five, entitled Silver Spoons. <laughs> that's not right. Well, that's that's a clever name. That's like the I shitty mean, Beatles. <laughs> Actually, the episode is entitled Mr. President. <laughs> Let's get into this. Facts about the episode that first aired on November 19th, 1983. Damn. Oh, that was very somber. Well, because it's newer. It's a newer show. Oh, when older so shows, they get back more goes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, oh. So when oh. we do Amos and Andy, I'm going to be like <laughs> half an hour deep. You know, it's going to be like so. dogs down the street. Going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so it was written by David W. Duclon. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's probably some weird Irish pronunciation. It's a like, cool name, though. Dave Ducklin. Hell yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and Ron Leavitt, <laughs> which he was the creator of the show. Wouldn't it be funny if that's not really his name? It's just that's what his mom kept telling him when he tried to grab shit. <laughs> Ron Leavitt. And then he just thought that's what his name was. <laughs> <laughs> it was directed by Jack Shea. It's actually pronounced Jack Shay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Jack A? Yeah. <laughs> Jack Shay. It's really not. I don't know. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> All right. So according to IMDb, which there's nothing according to IMDb because it was <laughs> losers and they didn't have anything about this episode. Because the show didn't really exist. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to look things up on Wikipedia. So okay. technically, according to Wikipedia... Um, and this is not about this particular episode. This is just about the show itself. So it says the brick Tudor period mansion shown in the opening credits 
representing the Stratton Mansion, is actually a private residence located in Warwickshire, England. Oh, wow. The elaborate home named Compton Winyates was built in 1481. What the fuck? Yeah. They had electric trains you could ride on in 1481? (laughs) And it's upright like video game consoles. Yeah. Um, before Silver Spoons, it was used in the 1977 Disney film Candle Shoe, Aww. which starred Helen Hayes, Jodie Foster, and David Neven. Remember that movie? I remember. I watched it a few nope. times as a kid. I remember Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Yeah. And the uh, Water Babies. Remember the Water Babies? Well, yeah. that lady's like, the Water Babies. Uh-huh. I remember that I quote, I think. But <laughs> Water Babies. A bottle of water. <laughs> the theme song together was written by rick howard and rob worth the original version was accompanied mostly by guitar with vocals by ron dante Mm. i feel like everybody's name was ron who had part of the show (laughs) (laughs) well actually the guy's name is bob worth and not you said rob oh you're right you know we gotta give him props because you know he's you know he's listening and he's worth it too it is yeah (laughs) maybe it's maybelline (laughs) Two other versions of the theme were used during the show's run. A synthesized version was used in 1985 with a different vocalist. The mm. third version of the theme, a rock version. Oh, shit. Mm. It was all like screaming. I was like, rock together. <laughs> <laughs> it was introduced in January 1986 and began in use during the second half of season four mm. with vocals again by Ron Dante and composed by Ray Colkert. The fuck is there to reco- is there to compose? It was already it was already written. Well, you gotta I guess because you do a composite. Well, you, you gotta plug it. in the electric guitar, Jimmy. Duh. <laughs> well, you have to do a composite. Yeah. You have to put it together. Composition, compose. Like you know, you do a, a, a take a picture of your composition. Like you didn't create the trees and the grass and the sunlight, but you're making a composition. You're composing it. I guess. You know, I guess, but I'm fucking right as shit. Because <laughs> Ray's a friend of yours. <laughs> That's right. You're going to defend his honor. <laughs> <laughs> and last little fun fact in France, the show aired with the title Ricky the Good Life. See, but, they should have done. Like in French, it was in French, not English. They, they should have done like a, like a play on words, you know, like, you know, like an alliterative double R thing, like maybe call it like Richie Rich or something. <laughs> Sorry, sarcasm. Yeah. No. I don't know why they named him Ricky or Rick. It just it's too close to Richie Rich. But anyways. Well, I mean that's his name, Ricky Schroeder. So. so it's like later Alfonso Ribeiro when he was on the show, he went by Alfonso. It's like literally everything Tony Danza's played. It's, he's pretty much Tony. <laughs> like <laughs> so you know you can name people other than original names, right? You were John Lawrence too. All he plays that's Joey and everything. That's true, yeah. 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 It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it must be that's probably why you don't see him much anymore because he's trying to find scripts with the main character named Joey that's a good point he's that's like, why he's never done Shakespeare Steve. too yeah he'll never do Shakespeare no uh uh-uh. it's probably because well, I don't know that there's any Joeys in Shakespeare mm-hmm. so yeah hmm I heard they're gonna reboot Blossom oh yeah well yeah, yeah right <laughs> um, so. so are you ready to fade in I am ready to fade in. All right, let's hear that theme song. Okay. We fade in. Together. <laughs> Here we are, face to face, a couple of silver spoons. 
happen to find Scene. We're two of a kind One. Make it One. a go <laughs> Make it grow together We're gonna find our way Our story opens up inside the Stratton Mansion living room Ooh. Which Seeing the size of the, the Tudor freaking castle house, you'd think yeah. the living room would be a little bit bigger. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we hear the toot of a little train. <laughs> the train runs from out back outside into the living room carrying Edward, Ricky, Kate, and Dexter. Mr. Stratton shouts, Aha! As they roll to a stop inside the living room. All on board climb off as Mr. Stratton rolls the train backwards out of the way. <laughs> Dexter takes off his hat and gloves and steps to the fireplace and says, Ah, warmth. <laughs> Kate removes <laughs> her hat and scarf and says, That was fun. I haven't gone ice skating in 85 years, and I looked the same back then. <laughs> <laughs> Edward says, Neither have I. It sure was worth it. It was a momentous occasion. Dexter says, Momentous? The fresh maker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh I could resist. I was like, hey, that's similar to the other word. <laughs> oh, boy. Sometimes it's the little things. <laughs> Rick did. Edward goes on to say, Rick did his first figure eight. Ricky says, <laughs> yep, but I don't think it counts when you do the last loop on your rear end. <laughs> Ricky then winces with pain on his bottom. Oh, shit. Dexter says, well, I hate to defrost and run, but I've been invited to watch the president's address to the nation at Richard Nixon's home. Kate says, oh, that'll be on in a minute. You'll never make it in time. Dexter says, well, Mr. Nixon said he was going to tape it. Kate sarcastically says, naturally. I get that joke now. It took me this long to get that joke. I don't get it. Well, because of the whole Watergate thing. Watergate thing? Has something to do with Where he recorded, he taped people's conversations. Uh, <laughs> oh, I get it, I get it, I get it. So, <laughs> that's, I just got, I literally yeah. just got that. Edward says, well, why don't you watch the speech here with another president? Ricky, a little embarrassed by the reference, says, Dad. <laughs> Kate boasts, Ricky was elected student body president of the Shallow Springs Junior High School. Mm. Dexter says, well, congratulations, Richard. I mean... Mr. President. <laughs> he then shakes his hand. Edward says, he's only been in office a week, and the kids think he's the best president they ever had. Oh, shit. And we all know kids are a great, are a great judge of that. <laughs> yeah, and it's only their first year being in junior high. I love president. how these shows portray student body presidents as, like, the principal. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a big deal. Like, yeah. Like, and I, they do, like, campaigning. They do, like, speeches. Yeah. and I don't remember any of that. <laughs> Show them sitting at people, staff meetings and shit with the principal. Like, you don't do that. Like, that's not what it is. I'm going to make your school lunches healthier. I'm going to do that. I'm going to make sure there's vending machines in every classroom. And everybody's like, yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> you don't even have a budget. Like, you don't have nothing. Like, I will give you $12 as your budget. We will give you a speech. That's it. At graduation. That's all you get. <laughs> Dexter, surprised by this, says, oh. Ricky says, See, I had a meeting with the people in the cafeteria. I got them to put meat in the meatloaf. Oh, shit. Oh, that's a good spot for one right here. There you go. <sighs> like, we all agreed that that train's kind of badass, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Just, yeah. Um, are they implying that they have an ice skating rink on the property? Oh, I didn't even think about that. 
I just hmm. figured it wasn't necessarily an ice skating rink, more of like a frozen pond, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm from Florida. I forgot about all that. Yeah. So you Illinois people know about that I'll stuff. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here like half a year. <laughs> it's like a morning. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Like, what do you mean? I know there was a winter or two when I lived in, in Decatur where Lake Decatur would freeze over. That was kind of neat. Hmm. Yeah. So, like, where does the iconic train come from? And is the door to the outside where the train comes in, like, is it just always open? I don't think so, because later on, spoiler alert, um, when somebody knocks on the door, he's got a remote for the door. Like, yeah. he just picks up a remote and he opens the door like that. So, he's so probably got one, one on the train. The train? Oh, yeah. Or that. he's got, like, the front door at, like, Walgreens or whatever, where it opens by itself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He can afford that shit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Scene two. Still in the living room, the doorbell rings. Mr. Stratton leans down to the coffee table and picks up a remote mm-hmm. and clicks it to open the door. As the door opens, Ricky's friends Derek and Freddie enter. Edward says, Hey guys, come on in. Edward turns to Dexter and says, uh, Dexter, you know Derek. This is Freddie. Ricky's vice president. Freddie shakes Dexter's hand and proudly states, oh, you can call me Veep. Hmm. Hmm. Dexter awkwardly shakes the young boy's hand. Kate asks, would you gentlemen like a cup of hot cocoa? Derek, who's always the Eddie Haskell of the group, very politely says, uh, no, thank you. You see, Miss Summers, Derek stops, looks Kate up and down and says, by the way, that's a stunning outfit. <laughs> Kate looks down at her hot pink turtleneck sweater and smiles awkwardly. Derek goes on. "Uh, We're rather in a state of distress, aren't we, Frederick? Freddie Mm -hmm. says, I told you to call me Veep. Derek stares at Freddie and says, sorry, Veep. Mm -hmm. Freddie, I mean, Veep nods in approval. Derek goes on. It seems that one of our rival institutes of learning, Willow Cove Junior High, has... In a wanton act of juvenile delinquency, absconded our school statue. Ricky asks, they stole Sammy Spartan? Freddie says, yeah, all they left was his foot. Freddie reaches into his backpack and pulls out the foot of the Sammy Spartan statue. Ricky holds it and says, we can't let these guys get away with this. Tomorrow we've got a pep rally. We're supposed to parade around Sammy Spartan. We're going to look pretty silly marching around a foot. Mm. Kate, now bored with children drama, says, <laughs> why don't we leave this problem to Ricky and all the president's men? Mm-hmm. As the adults head out, Freddie says, uh, before you leave, you want to hear Derek's idea of getting back at Willow Cove? Derek, trying to shut that shit down, says, uh, Freddie, Freddie, I mean, Veep. Not listening, says, he said we should put a swarm of killer bees in their shower room. Derek, now afraid that he may look juvenile and a little dark in front of the of the parental units, <laughs> awkwardly chuckles and says, uh, he's such a veep. I'm, I merely blurted that out in a fit of pique. Uh, I, I confess I was a little furious at the time. I, I still am a bit. In fact, my anger makes me poor company. Ricky, with a zinger, says, no, Derek, your personality makes you poor company. (laughs) Derek awkwardly chuckles again and says, good jest, Richard. (laughs) Edward, now feeling like he's Edward, now feeling like he should step in, says, guys, for what it's worth, 
I think you better think this over very carefully. Retaliation isn't always the answer. Derek stares at the older man. I remember asking you a goddamn thing. (laughs) Sorry. Derek stares at the older man with his hands behind his back and says, this man is wise beyond, beyond all our years. You're right, Mr. Stratton. After all, the good book advises us to leave vengeance to the Lord to turn the other cheek. He then holds up a peace sign with his fingers and simply states, peace. Jason Bateman always cracks me up for some reason. I don't know. He was is. he was talented even this young. He couldn't have been that old in his 11, 12. He's pretty good. <laughs> and he still has that. <clears throat> I don't just for me, like everything out of his mouth just fucking is comedy gold to me. I mean, oh, he just he day. still plays he's played that same character his entire yeah, career. Yeah, 100%. He's just good at it. It's except so- except in Dodgeball. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a weird Dodgeball is totally different, but every other movie, 100%. So like fun. shitty bosses or whatever that movie was like that's yeah. Dirty. <laughs> uh-huh. you, ever, you ever watch him on Ozark? No. Oh, he's getting that. I mean, it's just, it's a drama, but he's still fantastic. Anyway, um, when I was a kid, I always thought the door remote, like was a cool idea, but uh-huh. I, I don't think that too much. Anymore. Until the batteries run out. <laughs> well, it's not just that. It's like, it's equivalent to not having, caller ID on your phone like you have oh. no idea who's on the other side you know it's that's like, true that's a good point you just open it hey somebody's there let's go ahead and open the door wide open maybe he's got a security officer outside oh maybe like a gate order yes yeah, so everybody's already pre-approved I guess <laughs> kind of like you get like in the mail like for like you know credit mm. cards and shit so I found it interesting all the shit okay. in his living room so I kept pausing it to see what I could find. And these are some of the things that were in the background that you may not have noticed, right? Okay. First of all, homeboy's got a remote control door, which is just cool. Some of the yeah. other things I found is he's got a full-size stoplight. Yeah. He's got a, a gong. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a full drum set. He's got the RCA dog, but a really big version of it where it's sitting there looking on, looking at the, the um, mm-hmm. whatever, the record player. Mm-hmm. He's got what's called a liar, which is a son. No, um, he's you got know, a liar, like a which, liar. <laughs> <laughs> which is like a harp. He's got one of those clown horns that a, that a clown has around his waist. It's like, yeah, he's got two giant crowns and, um, and yeah. So I thought, I just thought it was cool. Some of the shit they had in the background and a bunch um, of like upright video game consoles. Yeah. But they're all generic. Like none of the names look like they were real games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but is that, is that the kid from Christmas story? No, 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 no. Um, yeah. um, but yeah, the, my next note is that is so Jason Bateman. Like, like, <laughs> like, even if you couldn't tell that was him by looking, it's that is so Jason Bateman. <laughs> um, so oh, I, I, me up. I, I, I'm familiar with what he said. He said the good book says blah 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 because yeah. I played I played uh, Jesus in a show, yeah. and um, I thought it was what it actually says. I, I don't know why I threw this in there. It's kind of douchey right now that I realize it. Um, <laughs> The actual line is, uh, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, uh, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you in the right cheek, turn him, turn and offer him the other. Um, or turn, this one says, turn to him the other also. So I had to know that line for, for playing Jesus. So. Oh, and you have the, uh, the book and the chapters? Okay. Just in case you had asked, but... Do you have the book and chapter names for me? Oh, yeah. It's Matthew. Uh, verses and what? Uh, chapter 5, verses 38 and 39. In case anybody wants to know that. Thank you, Brother Jimmy. Um, <laughs> when we come back, we're going to dive into. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we just switched. Like, wouldn't it be weird if we all of a sudden just turned religious? And like, stop like talking super about TV hardcore religious. We just recorded. <laughs> we like like documented all the shit they did wrong according to the Bible. <laughs> like, like, like we just go through TV shows and talk about the whatever seven, seven deadly sins they commit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> good times. I guess so. A scene three. Ooh. <laughs> the adults finally leave the room. Finally. Yeah, right. And Derek steps over to Ricky and quietly states, Rick. We got to zap those scuzzwads. This is Oh, war. shit. He said that shit? Uh-huh. And they didn't beep that shit out? <laughs> Ricky asks, Derek, what happened to turn the other cheek? Mm-hmm. Derek says, hey, as soon as I let those bees loose in the shower room, they'll be turning a lot of cheeks. Derek just laughs. <laughs> Freddie says, let's go, Derek. This foot is heavy. Derek turns to Freddie and says, shut up, Freddie. Freddie reminds him, call me Veep. Derek says, shut up, Veep. <laughs> Freddie simply says, thank you. God. Derek and Freddie then exit the house. Mm-hmm. Once they leave, Ricky sighs and sits on the couch. Edward places the ice skates on the floor and sits down next to him. He says, mm-hmm. it's kind of a tough problem, huh, son? Ricky says, yeah, real tough. <laughs> Ricky should be like, the fuck are you doing? Listen, I thought you left. <laughs> the script clearly says that all the adults left. You know, like a liar. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. <clears throat> Edward says, you know, I remember one time a bunch of jerks from our rival school stole our mascot. Boy, were we mad. <laughs> they really got our goat. Ricky asks, what was your mascot? Edward looks at his son and says, a goat. They really got our goat. Did you not get that from... <laughs> Are you sure you're going to be present? Sure. <laughs> no, I didn't say all that, but <laughs> Ricky asks, well, did you guys do anything about it? Edward says, oh, yeah, we stole their mascot. Ooh, then shit. they got back at us by breaking some windows, and the whole thing led to a big fight with knives and chains. A lot of kids got hurt. Fucking Greg Brady. <laughs> Yeah, because he stole the goat. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, that episode was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. That was the best episode oh, I know. I just, I've ever seen. I was trying to do a pun. Oh, okay. Um, it yeah. wasn't bad. <laughs> um, I think he watched too much West Side Story. I think that's all bullshit. I don't think anything <laughs> happened. I think Knives, he just made chains, that up for a fact. guns. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky says, but dad, I won't let it come to that. What if I show those crumb bums that I mean business? (laughs) They'll back right down. Edward says, well, Rick, in my opinion, it's always a mistake to put yourself in. But it's interrupted when Ricky says, Dad, (laughs) let me make my own mistakes, okay? I'm the president. Ooh, shit. Mm -hmm. The buck stops here. Fucking audience went apeshit over that joke, too. Yeah. Edward thinks about it and then says... Okay, son. <laughs> Edward says, hey, guys, it's time for the president's speech. Kate and Dexter step away from their upright video game console, because <laughs> that's believable what they were doing. Right. <laughs> and come over to the couch to watch the address. Edward clicks the remote, and the TV comes on with the president music already playing. As they all settle in and get comfy. Do you do that with your family whenever the Everybody except talk? Dexter. He had to sit in that shitty chair. <laughs> 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 Ricky thinks to himself and begins to daydream. 
Zach Morris would be so proud with the white <laughs> vignette as they're fading to the, the daydream and shit. Like, hell yeah. That was for Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Women. And this was way before Saved by the Bell. So good on them. That's awesome. Um, why is this a student's problem and not a, and not a police matter? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure probably is. Um, the police probably already are involved, but <laughs> but they feel like it's also they need to get back at them. What yeah. vandalism and theft? Quick, call that eighth grader that's in charge of all. <laughs> He's the, you know, the one that, president. You know, the one that gets to give a speech at the end of the year. Get him out here because he needs to fix this shit. <laughs> no, I think they're just taking it upon themselves to get involved. <laughs> hmm, okay. So do you think that Edward went to the rival school of Greg Brady? And that's possible. Like the, his goat, like Ra- Raquel, that Greg took. Well, this would have been 1983, and the Brady Bunch would have been what 1973, 1972. Yeah, I already looked into it. Like he's too young. <laughs> he would have to um, be to like 28. Yeah, it doesn't. The math doesn't work out when you do. But it's just fun to think about. Oh. How old would you say he is in this? Uh, probably 40, early 40. Oh, okay, maybe? I don't know. Hmm. All right. Hmm. All right. Scene four. Inside Ricky's daydream, we open up to the Oval Office. As presidential music plays, an announcer says, ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States. Ricky, dressed in a blue suit, spins around in the chair behind the desk. He looks into the camera and says, my fellow Americans, I'm sorry to interrupt dance fever, but this shouldn't take too long. Hmm. I just thought I'd let you know how our country is going. It's going awesome. <laughs> After only one week in office, I've eliminated pollution, reduced the budget, and most incredible of all, I've got the post office employees to be polite. Mm. Now, I know what you're all thinking. You're thinking, way to go, Prez. <laughs> but hey, what about nuclear disarmament, huh? Well, it's been on my mind, too. And I think I've got an idea. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky then, always says it. He always says idea. Does he? And, every, and it's not just silver spoons. I saw him other stuff. He always says, hey, I got an idea. That's so like uh, Paul Sr. <laughs> From uh, <laughs> Orange County Choppers. Wow. Ricky then holds up a picture of an island. He goes on. Here we have an uninhabited island located exactly halfway between the Soviet Union and the, and the United States. I propose that we take one of our nuclear bombs and transport it to the island. In return, Russia would bring over one of their nuclear bombs on the island. Then a bomb and a bomb and a bomb and a bomb until Mm -hmm. every nuclear device is on this island. And then we appoint a man we all trust and respect to watch over the bombs. A man like Ricky then holds up a goofy picture of Jerry Lewis. Mm. He says, Jerry Lewis. (laughs) Well, that's all for now. Thank you. And good night. As the broadcast ends, a cameraman backs out as a sound guy removes the lapel mic from the president, Ricky's sport coat. Ricky then stands up and walks around the desk to reveal that he is wearing roller skates around the Oval Office. Mm-hmm. I mean, who does that? He's the president. He's the skates. Just then, the intercom buzzes. Ricky quickly skates over to answer it but loses his balance and falls to the floor. He stands up, adjusts himself, and presses the button. He says, yes, Miss Winters. Kate on the other end says, Vice President Frederick Lippin-Cottleman, to see you, sir. 
You hear on the intercom, the vice president say, call me veep. <laughs> Ricky presses the button and says, send him in. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that fall wasn't planned, but he nailed it. That looked really good. Yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I think that was an accident, but it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell he was getting lessons from, uh, what's his face? Um, who? The father. Gotta oh, play the father. Something Higgins. I forget his name, but yeah. Yeah. Um, that desk looked heavy as shit. You see that desk? <laughs> that thing looked fucking huge. Hmm. Um, yeah. do you think like in, in the actual Oval Office? Yeah. Do you think the president ever actually uses his desk for like normal business shit that normal business guys use? <laughs> do you ever, do you think he's ever like, you know, you guys got to, I got to get this spreadsheet done. You know, you know what I mean? Do you think he's ever had <laughs> Excel opening? He's doing auto sums and shit. You think the president does that? No, I, I think he probably just does emails all day. <laughs> do you think he has like a laptop appointed to him? Or do you think like he's got assistants yeah. that do all that shit for him? I think he's probably got a laptop. Hmm. He probably does like emails and shit. And that's probably most of what he does. Hmm. You think this, do you think the president's allowed to have his own cell phone? I think so. I know they're not allowed to drive. That's all I know. They're allowed to drive within, um, white house property, well, but yeah. not out on, as roads. we saw in with Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. yeah. Interesting. Jerry Seinfeld's such a douchebag, but we won't get into that. <laughs> he really is. Scene a five. Ooh. Veep enters the Oval Office as he says, Hi, Mr. President. What's up? Ricky skates over to him and says, I'm sending you on a goodwill tour, Freddy. Mm. Freddy whines, Aw, again? <laughs> Ricky says, Yes, you're going to Mexico. <laughs> Freddy says, No, thanks. Those guys hate me there. Ricky says, Listen, they're willing to give you another shot. This time, when you do the Mexican hat dance, it's around the hat. Not on it. Silly. Just then, Derek enters the office. Derek says, hi, guys. Ricky asks, Derek, what do you want? Derek Ooh. says, hey, I'm your chief of staff, your right-hand man. I'm here to help you, buddy. Derek then pats Ricky on the back for good measure. As Ricky turns to Derek, Freddie begins to laugh his motherfucking ass off as he sees a sign attached to his back that reads, impeach me. <laughs> Ricky sighs, pulls it off his back and says, very funny, Derek. Ricky turns to Freddie and says, listen, Freddie, you better get going. You got to catch a plane to Mexico. Freddie says, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> As he's leaving, Derek says, hey, Fred. Freddie stops and says, yeah. Derek says, remember what they say, be sure to drink the water. Poor naive Freddie just simply says, well, okay, and gives a thumbs up and heads off to Mexico. Wow. <laughs> After Freddie leaves, Derek says, what a wimp. He probably swam on his high school swim team. <laughs> Why would you put that in there, man? How would you How would you know what it's like to swim in the high school? Oh, oh that's God. right. Because you swam on the high school swim team. I forgot about that. Speedos. Once again, you always want to bring this up. I was only on the swim team for like a week. <laughs> I didn't even go to a meet. That's just what it seemed like, Tech, because you had so much fun. <laughs> Don't be bashful. Anyway, Derek used to call you Tech says, Phelps. <laughs> no, we never called you that. Anyway, Derek actually says, what a wimp. This country hasn't had a good VP since Agnew. <laughs> fucking Agnew. Like, yeah, I don't get it. Um, yeah, that's, that shit's fucking funny, I guess. 
you know, topical hu- political humor always a plus on the Very Brady podcast. So yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's it's yeah. Ooh. Agnew, Agnew, <laughs> man. All right, scene six. As President Ricky and Chief of Staff Derek continue to talk, Kate walks in dressed a little like a wish version of Spider Woman, <laughs> wearing a, a red leotard, blue leggings, and red leg warmers. She walks over to Ricky with a pad and a pencil. Derek looks her up and down and says, Wow, I've died and gone to heaven. Hmm. Ricky says, Miss Winters, you're my secretary. This is the Oval Office. Not the Richard Simmons show. Ooh, oh, damn. He said that was some stank, too. Uh-huh. Kate says, but Mr. Taylor said you requested that I wear this leotard in honor of physical fitness week. Ricky looks at his inappropriate friend and then back to Kate. And he says, it isn't physical fitness week. It's aluminum siding week. Hmm. Ricky turns to Derek and says, Derek, get this through your head once and for all. In my administration, women are not to be treated as sex objects, especially my stepmom. <laughs> well, she's not a stepmom yet. <laughs> I thought it was a stepmom. I don't think yet. I think they're just dating. Oh, I thought through the whole show it was. Okay. Well, I mean, um, they're together. Together. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Kate sighs and says, thank you, sir. Derek says, hey, you're right, Rick. Sorry, toots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ricky hits Derek for being inappropriate once again. As Ricky heads back to his desk, Derek turns to Kate and says, Miss Winters, maybe I can make up for my thoughtlessness. Would you care to accompany me on an inspection tour of Old Faithful this weekend? Is he talking about his dick? (laughs) Uh, I'd very much enjoy visiting a scenic wonder with a scenic wonder. Oh, shit. No, he didn't. Uh, Kate fake smiles, removes her glasses, and says, why don't we go to the Grand Canyon? It's dead. Oh. Derek smiles at her and says, oh, I would love to. Mm-hmm. Kate says, oh, terrific. We'll take one of those mule rides. I'd enjoy riding a jackass with a jackass. Bitches only turn up with their friends. <laughs> I can't make this shit up, bitch. Damn. Oh, shit. No, she yeah. didn't. Derek has a look on his face as if to say, touche. <laughs> Kate then exits the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I really legit thought she was dressed as Spider-Woman for a second when she walked in. I really did. <laughs> I was like, I mean, what the, the fuck? Was I was perfect. like, oh, wow. Yeah. It was a perfect red and blue color. Yeah. Like, she's like a superhero. <laughs> did, she just called the child the jackass. Well, yeah, but she also faked fucking a child too or maybe we can go to the grand canyon well see it's it, it kind of ride a jackass yeah it kind of startled me for a second i'd enjoy riding a jackass i'm like whoa and she's like with a jackass <laughs> and i'm and for a second i was like so you mean the donkey would just be still oh okay never mind that's right. what you call a donkey show jimmy yeah <laughs> scene a cell after kate leaves derek says Oh, Rick, I forgot the Russian ambassador gave me this letter for you yesterday. (laughs) Derek pulls out an envelope from his back pocket and hands it to Ricky. Ricky unfolds the envelope and says, Derek, this letter is stamped important, urgent, top priority. Derek then asks, so what are you waiting for? (laughs) (laughs) Ricky just sighs as he opens the letter. After he reads the letter, 
He drops it down on his desk and has a look of distraught. Derek asks, Rick, what's the matter? Rick sighs and says, the Russians have captured one of our ships. Oh, shit. Derek asks, a cruiser, a battleship, aircraft carrier? Ricky sighs again and says, no. The love boat. Oh, fuck. Ricky then drops into his chair to think about the crisis at hand. Wow, that's exciting and new. (laughs) (laughs) That's so dumb. (laughs) Well, at least it wasn't the SS Minnow. That's true. (laughs) They wouldn't get much out of that. But no. I mean, if it was Love Boat, you never know who's going to be on it. Robin Williams could be on it. That's the true. people from Fantasy Island could be on it. There could be a lot of people on it. Yeah. That one chick probably. from Airplane, she's on it. You know who probably was on it? Who's that? Harlem Globetrotters probably on it. Probably, yeah. yeah. Probably they Dolly Parton at one point. Kenny <laughs> Rogers. Everything yeah. back then. Barbara Mandrell and the Mandrell Sisters. <laughs> All those people. <laughs> All right. So this is where we take our next break. So the Russians have captured the love boat. Mm-hmm. What will President Ricky do? Will he stop the former Soviet Union and return one of America's greatest ships? Will Veep ruin any future diplomacy with Mexico? Can Ricky get Jerry Lewis to assist as to prevent nuclear war? Oh, damn. We'll be back. Mm. comic book fan we've got a few questions for you were you obsessed with x-men as a kid did you stand in line to get a copy of the death of superman in the black poly bag did you buy every image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves then have we got the show for you Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation. In our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more! You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app, and remember to keep your books bagged and boarded. That's just a fun thing to say. Ooh, doggy. It is a fun thing to say. Try it. Go ahead. Actually, I don't know. Can I I try it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ooh, pup. No, damn it. I messed it up. Oh, you fucked it up. Ooh, doggy. It's not that fun. All right. Yeah, you're getting there. I gotta work on it. In this episode, I thought it was interesting because he is in junior high, right? Yeah. 
Isn't that interesting? No. Um, <laughs> I don't remember ever going to a pep rally in middle school. No, no, I don't remember. Well, wait. No, I don't think no, so. No, you know what? I take that back. I do. Because when I was in sixth grade, <clears throat> my first yeah. time at Kennedy Middle School, this was yeah. around 85. We had a pep rally. And I think at, at Kennedy, we only had like one a year. That's why we don't remember it very much. So in our entire yeah. middle school career, we had like three that we went to. Um, so we're sitting in this pep rally. And do you remember the mascot for Kennedy Middle School? Well, it was a panther. Yeah. Yeah. These people brought in a, a live panther hmm. into a middle school with a bunch of kids. Right. <laughs> and these are a bunch of kids that are kind of being loud <laughs> because it's a pep rally, which you're supposed to be loud. Yeah. What could go wrong? And so they tell us all, they're like, everybody just kind of stay quiet because we're going to bring it. And they had some name for it. It was like some cutesy little name that they named the same. I don't know <laughs> if you've ever seen a panther, but these things are like, they're big. They're bigger than most dogs. You know, you had a pretty yeah. big lab, bigger than your lab. Mm -hmm. And so they, they walk into the gym with this thing on a, on a leash that it could easily yeah. snap or just jerk out of somebody's hand. Right. <laughs> right. And they, the guy reaches down and unclips the leash. And again, this is in a, in a auditory, this is in a gymnasium full of middle school kids. And they reach down and unclip the leash and let this thing roam around amongst the kids in the audience. And what? a couple of kids are like, Ooh, it licked my arm. And only when I was like in seventh or eighth grade, it, they quit bringing it because yeah. they said it was starting to get old and kind of crotchety. And they were afraid it was going to like lash out at somebody. <laughs> but that's an idea that's that gives you an idea of like uh, not long after this show aired like the kind of mentality they had with kids like like they had a live panther yeah. in our in our gymnasium with a bunch of middle school kids yeah it's like the slogan the 80s who cares they can't even climb ropes anymore in gym class and they had a panther <laughs> climbing around on us <sighs> they don't they don't make kids climb ropes anymore i don't think so i heard that they're not allowed to anymore damn i wish i would have lived in the now why? I, I hated climbing the rope. Why? Because I was afraid of heights. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any problems climbing the rope because even like my... Apparently you did. <laughs> even my... Uh, the gym teacher, remember, Ballhead Fred? Like yeah. he... Uh, he was always like... I'd go up and like halfway up there, I'd be like, uh, I can't anymore. And he'd be like, man, you like zip halfway up and then all of a sudden you just like lose power. I'm like... Oh, you had Fred? I had Ballhead yeah. Herb. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Herb was a shop teacher. Oh, was he? He was my, uh, I saw him in a motorcycle dealership years later. And this was like, I was in like my late thirties when I saw him. And I was like, hey, Mr. Smith. And he turns around and he goes, Jim, right off the bat. He's like, Jimmy, how are you doing? <laughs> totally knew my name and everything. It was awesome. Huh. And he so, was married to he's the, like, the He's like, teacher. how the hell are you? <laughs> it was weird hearing him talk like that. And he's like dropping the F-bomb and stuff. Just, you know, it was just <laughs> neat seeing him, you know? So anyway, I'm climbing the rope. Cool story, oh, yeah. bro. No, I'm just <laughs> anyway, I get halfway up and then I'd like look around, like looking straight out, which is a mistake. Right. And now we get scared of heights. And then I was just like, oh, I pretend I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. He's like, all right, just come down. Whatever. Okay. And that hmm. was cool I wish story. that in instances like that, why wouldn't they let you go up halfway, come back down, go up halfway again, come back down and have it count? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think you just mark me down as whatever. 
It was mm. like good, you know, pass, fail, and whatever. He just checked whatever. <laughs> I could um, I could go up, but I had trouble coming down because I'm also afraid of heights. And so when I would go up, I would just focus. I had this little like MDF ring at the top. Yeah, that you're you supposed to, to like touch, touch the, the ring the thing. Yeah. Um, then I would just focus on that. And I'm like, you know, but then when it came time to come back down, I looked down, I'm like, <gasps> oh my God, I'm really, because you're like 15, 20 feet up in the air by that point. So, you know, when you're only like that. three foot five or whatever, it's really high. Um, so, yeah, now scary. if you saw the gymnasium now, you'd be like, wait, that's it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Like the ladder in my garage goes higher than that. What am I doing? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, 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 I always had trouble coming back down again. Yeah, I don't blame you. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we always had that asshole kid that would climb up the rope with his legs out in front of him. Like, why are you going to be like that, man? <laughs> Did we have a mascot at Rockledge? Because at Rockledge, it was the the Raiders, which is a bullshit mascot. It's yeah. pretty much the Pirates. Um, yeah. Did Did we have a, a mascot? Yeah, I remember Adrian. Adrian, he was the mascot. What did he do? Like, was... He did he walk them. around like you know, ahoy, matey? Like what? what how was <laughs> no, he? The he had mascot? like a big head that he wore that looked just like the the logo. Oh uh, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, he wore the suit and okay. jumped around and danced around during the football games. And so this middle school, <laughs> their mascot is a friggin' statue. That's their mascot. Well, I think like, it's they lugged that around the basketball games and shit. <laughs> What's that? I think it's a. Their I think their mascot is a Spartan. And this is just a statue of a Spartan. Right. But I mean, obviously they don't have anybody dressed up as them because they have to dance around a freaking <laughs> statue at their pep rallies. I don't know. So what, what, there's something that you and I did in middle school that was a little unusual. Well, not everybody, everybody did that in middle school. Come on. Like that wasn't <laughs> abnormal. That wasn't, you know, unusual. Jimmy, I'm not talking about that. Oh, cause I, I pretty much act like that shit owed me money. <laughs> I'm referring to when we took drama oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Mr. Ellington and how he taught us how to juggle. And that was See, actually most part middle of schools curriculum. had drama. We took that shit. You <laughs> <laughs> sounded a little gangster just then. Hell me. yeah, I did. I get, well, hold on a second. Okay, make sure yeah, my, wallet, my, wallet, my wallet's still there. Yeah. Make sure mine's still here too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so we had to learn how to do basic juggling. That's I never was part understood of the curriculum. That. <laughs> Like, okay, you can improvise and sing, but can you juggle? Like, <laughs> like, why was that a prerequisite for passing the class? I don't know if it necessarily, I mean, they really, it really proves a point that anybody can learn how to juggle. Except, except Robin, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> And I was really convinced everybody can learn how to juggle. And see, normally except I would feel bad about that, but since she didn't say hi to us, fuck that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but recently we've been we've been contacted by former middle school students to put together a video for our former uh, drama teacher, Mr. Ellington. Yeah. As like he's a getting teacher up there in age too. It's like what the hell? You realize me and him are older than he was when he was our teacher. Yeah, that's Isn't that crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. <sighs> it's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I feel kind of bad though because if I'm honest, like most of the girls that we're talking to, I don't remember any of them. Like, oh, I remember, and that's not true. I remember, um, uh, Kathy, 
Remember Rochelle? No, not really. You just saw her at the last reunion. But I mean, I don't remember talking to her. I mean, I remember seeing her in school, but I don't, I don't remember her. You're talking about I mean, back like, then, you don't remember. Yeah. But you remember, remember now, but back in middle school, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but I remember Kathy because Kathy and Kim were like the two really good girl, female drama kids, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> We went to like drama festival together and I don't know why she was riding in her car. I don't, I don't know why she needed a ride from us, but it was so funny because as soon as she got out of the car, my mom's like, she's nice. <laughs> like, mom, no, don't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, if you ask her to homecoming, I will pay for it. <laughs> Are you going to see her again? Not now. <laughs> not with you acting like this. I'm not. <sighs> Everybody comes home from school. How was school, son? It was good. How's Kathy? I don't know. So then recently I'm like, you know, you remember when you remember when we went to, you know, know, you remember when we went to drama together? She's like, nope. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) In her defense, though, she did say I was kind of a stuck up biatch back then. So sounds like you are now, too, but that's all right. Oh Jesus! No, but I, I really, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't remember very many. So I felt bad. <laughs> That's all right. It was mostly like my class, <clears throat> um, and I got to know most of them in eighth grade after you went on to high school. Oh, okay. we, we all did like okay. um, Hamlet together and stuff like that. Oh yeah, okay. So yeah, that was like, with Ronnie. Yep, uh. and uh, um. I don't remember Kathy much. I remember Kathy, obviously, from middle school because, you know, we were in the same grade and all that. But I don't remember her in drama too much specifically. Yeah. But I know she was in drama because I remember I remember there was one time where she had to, I really hope she didn't listen to the show. I doubt it. But um, where she was, uh, um, we were between scenes and she had to change clothes and she had to change it in front of me. And I was like, Mm -hmm. whoa. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, wow. Whoa. <laughs> I remember Wait, that, I, that boing sound was my eyes popping, not like I was popping wood okay, or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember uh, doing uh, A Fable of Our Time and you saying, man, I wish you could be backstage because like we all share a dressing room and it's really cool. Oh, maybe that was it. Maybe that was yeah. for that. Yeah. It's pretty funny. But she was she wasn't in that though. Kathy yeah, was going to say she wasn't in that. Mm-mm. Kara was. Yeah. I remember specifically it was Kathy. Um, hmm. So it must have been in eighth grade, some show we were doing. Maybe Hamlet, maybe, I guess. <laughs> maybe. I don't know if she was in Hamlet or not. I can't remember. I know I saw it. I, just, I can't remember. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So this video that we're putting together should be really cool. Um, this yeah. girl Kelly, she's, I guess I could say, commissioning the video. <laughs> you know, I'm editing so, yeah. it, but you know. That's like um, some of my classmen, uh, classmates or whatever. They yeah. keep, um, they, they're trying to plan, last year they tried to plan, no, they tried to plan our 20-year reunion. Last year they tried to plan a 20-year reunion. Okay. Well, no, the last reunion, I mean. Oh. Um, they tried to plan the 20-year reunion, and it's like, let's all go on a cruise. <laughs> and of course, like two or three people was like, yeah. Well, then they realized that they didn't have enough of the group discount, and they're like, you guys suck because we wanted to go on a cruise. Like, you can go on a cruise anytime you want. Let's just meet up at a bar or something. Why do we have to go on a cruise? <laughs> and so this time, it's, you know, it's, well, let's get a pavilion at a park and meet up or whatever. Everybody's like, yeah. 
And so now it's coming down to, hey, guys, uh, we kind of need somebody to go out there and volunteer to <laughs> pay like a $150 deposit to to get this <laughs> pavilion. And everybody's just like crickets. Like nobody's saying anything. You guys suck putting together reunions. My yeah. class is awesome about putting together reunions. Like you yeah. went to my last reunion. You saw how elaborate that was. Yeah. And like, and they're planning another one coming up like in a year or so. They had talked about um, combining 92, 93 and that's 94 were, into yeah, one. That's what they're talking about now. Mm-hmm. They're saying, hey, let's combine like 92 to like 96 or something like yeah. that. Let's do that. And that's what I think they're going to go with. So you may get an invitation so. to the reunion, but I won't be able to go. So. Well, you're not willing to really. You could go <laughs> if you wanted. Because <laughs> Kathy was even like, hey, do you have a place to stay? And you're like, <laughs> nope, but I'm not going to. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Don't act like I'm some manager of some center for guitars. <laughs> no, you, yeah, you just got to hold on. I'd be get a better job than that. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a will issue or a skill issue? You got the skill to get here, so exactly. it must be a will issue. So yeah, you could if you wanted. Just I'm just saying, like if yeah, it's it's okay if your classmen don't mean that much to you. If you're you know, if you're junior high and high school years, which is garbage, that's okay. That's all right. You could say that. That's fine. Yeah, that's I went to is. the last two reunions, so that's true. I went to mm-hmm. one of yours. Yeah, you went to the last one as as hired help. That's right. <laughs> I technically was kind of a hired gun too. I got to go for free because I made a video. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. I made memories. <laughs> <laughs> I also met a girl there. Thanks to you, Jimmy. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny yeah. because um, it was like halfway through when Laura was like, Hey, I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Like, yep. That's me. That's funny. Why? Rochelle was like, Hey, is Jimmy here? I'm like, he's right there. She looks yeah. over. Oh, <laughs> you know, the guy yeah. you handed your coat to <laughs> the guy that's taking your pictures like four times. <laughs> kept saying hi, Rochelle. And you were just like, whatever, help. No. <laughs> the guy with the me, name tag that says, hello, my name is Jimmy Klein. Are you that's lost, him. sir? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. But I get it, though. They weren't expecting, you know. Somebody from Rockledge would be taking their picture all the time. They thought it was just some hired photographer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, you ready to get back into this? I am ready to get back into this. All right. So when we left off, Ricky was just elected student body president at his junior high. He has now been hit with a rival school stealing the statue of their mascot. While pondering this dilemma, he daydreams that he is the president of the United States and is now (laughs) dealing with the capture of of the love boat by the Soviet Union. What will happen next? I don't know. I hope the Smothers Brothers get back okay. <laughs> I hope the Harlem Globetrotters jump in mm. and help. <laughs> Scene eight. After pondering the problem for a moment, President Ricky sits at his desk as Derek, the chief of staff, says, Now wait a minute. The Russians have captured the love boat. Ricky says, That's right. Kate steps in from the hallway and asks, even gopher? (laughs) Ricky nods his head, gulps, and says, even gopher. Damn. Kate says, oh, the fiends. Mm. And goes back to her desk outside the office. Ricky says, Derek, I got to think about this. 
if we get too carried away, we can have a nuclear war on our hands. Derek says nuclear war, but our hands are only this small. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Ricky nods and says it is possible. Derek ponders the thought for a moment and then says, Rick, you and I have been through a lot together and I have absolutely no doubt that you'll find a way to handle this terrible crisis. Mm -hmm. Ricky says, thanks, Derek. Derek then takes a hand and places it on the struggling president's shoulder and says, if you need me, I'll be in New Zealand. (laughs) Then turns and leaves the office. Ricky rolls his eyes and slumps into his chair. Mm -hmm. Just then the intercom buzzes. Ricky presses the button and asks, yes. Mrs. Winter says, sir, the Russian ambassador is here. Just then, Mr. Stratton, dressed in a fat suit and a novelty-sized mustache, as the Russian ambassador steps into the office. He says, Dravstoy Tia. That's how me and you used to talk in high school. (laughs) Mr. President. Ricky adjusts his suit and says, Good afternoon, Mr. Ambassador. Have a seat. The large portly ambassador takes a look at the chair that sits that sits before him and attempts to get in it. (laughs) He then sits halfway in and then rotates to fit the other half of himself into the seat. Hmm. Once finally sitting, he attempts to cross his fat legs, but struggles and eventually nails it. (laughs) Meanwhile, President Ricky just watches. Hmm. Once settled, Ricky picks up a cigar box, opens the lid and offers to this ambassador care for a cigar. Inside the cigar box are colorful gum cigars. Mm -hmm. The ambassador looks at them, picks up a pink one. He looks at it and says, Spasibo. I will chew it later. Mm -hmm. He then puts the gum cigar in his breast pocket. The ambassador goes on. Now, what can I do for you, Mr. President? Ricky sits up on his desk and says, I believe you know what I want. Oh, shit. Music starts playing. Like, what are you going to have to do that? I actually literally have the music right here. Hell yeah. Your government has swiped one of our boats. Now we're going to make sweet, sweet Lindo. The ambassador scoffs and says, I bet to differ. We have justifiably captured the capitalist spy ship. Ricky barks back. Bullshoy. Oh, shit. The love boat is not a spy ship. Hmm. The ambassador chuckles and says, what do you think? We were born tomorrow. Oh, no, he didn't. That ship was in USSR waters right near our top secret hidden military base, which has on it a brand new heat seeking long range nuclear missile, which nobody in the whole wide world even knows exists. (laughs) The ambassador realizes what he had just said and then says, whoops. (laughs) Ricky says, look, the love boat didn't mean to be in your territory. It was a navigational error. The ambassador scoffs again and says, navigational error, my Aunt Olga. Hmm. Ricky jumps down from his desk and says, that does it, Mr. Ambassador. I intend to take that ship back by force if necessary. Hmm. The ambassador looks at the president in his eye and asks, oh, yeah, you and what army? Hmm. Ricky simply says, the United States Army. Oh, shit. The ambassador sarcastically says, ooh, big talk. I'm shaking in my muck lux. <laughs> okay. The president stands proud as he says, you see, America is more than a country. 
Oh, no. It's a dream. Mm. President Ricky puffs his chefs and says, just ask Mary, who's getting breakfast for her kids. Or Tom, who fills her up when her tank reads empty. Or Farmer Bert, who grows the grain that makes the bread. Or Little Billy, who's up before dawn so that Mary, Tom, and Farmer Bert have a newspaper to read. You listen to me, Mr. Feeding Women Weight Lifters Steroids. You go tell your government that we're sick and tired of being pushed around by pinkos. Go tell them that apple pie and vodka don't mix. Oh, shit. And he said that was some stank. Fuck yeah. Then he, then he stopped and he's like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been wanting to tell that ambassador for a long dude. time. Hell yeah. America. The vodka shit. He's probably America. like, oh shit, I'm apple pie and vodka. Yeah, that yeah, probably yeah, fucking vodka. gross. Well, damn right, that's, that's gross. Yeah, but we Damn, that's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> the ambassador simply says, okay, I'll tell him. <laughs> the ambassador then struggles to get out of the chair. Once out, just before he exits the office, he stops and turns back and says, oh, by the way, that music was a nice touch. Hmm. The ambassador then leaves. <laughs> that was pretty good physical comedy from Joel Higgins in the fat suit and all that. Yeah, it was. And after seeing that, I remember really watching this episode. I remember him having a lot of physical comedy, especially like with his face. He always did like funny faces. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he never went on to do anything else, did he? I'm sure he did. Maybe, That's not true. It was in season three, episode four of, you know, fucking, I don't know, NYPD Blue or whatever. No, um, you know it's going to be Law and Order. You know he did at least two episodes oh, yeah, of Law and yeah. Order. You know he did Law and Order. Yeah. Everybody's been on Law and Order. He's probably one of the type of guys where you <laughs> see a picture and you're like, oh, wait, that's him? He's probably that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you know what um, Pinkos means? Um, I had asshole? to look it up. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> Pinkos was a slang term for... <laughs> for uh, like uh, liberals, basically. Oh, okay. Which is kind of weird. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, wouldn't the president dictate if if the chief of staff was in New, New Zealand? Like, <laughs> he wouldn't just go on his own, right? Unless I guess he maybe he wouldn't. Too. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, gotta have a good fat joke. Ha ha, very funny, <laughs> motherfucker. Um, <laughs> I think the thought of a Russian ambassador just kind of showing up in the Oval Office. That's a lot of bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, I had to bring that shit back. Let's just go. <laughs> well, he just walks up into the White House and he's like, hey, I'm here to see the president. He's <laughs> like, yeah, do you have an appointment? No. He'll see me, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> a scene at nine. Ooh. After the ambassador leaves, mm-hmm. Ricky presses the intercom and says, Miss Winters, I want to see General Steffens right away. Hmm. Kate on the intercom says, he's here, sir. Ricky presses the button and says, thanks. Just then Dexter enters the office dressed in a general's uniform. After he steps in, he snaps to attention, salutes the little commander in chief and sounds off, sir. Ricky skates over to the general and says, I'm glad you're here, general. Ricky shakes his hand, sighs and says, I hate to say this. But we may be on a brink of war. Hmm. General says, really? Ooh. <laughs> he smiles and says, well, sir, if there's a war, our men are in top condition. They've undergone survival training, hand-to-hand combat, field maneuvers. Plus, they've done a lot of jazzercise. 
<laughs> the general demonstrates by kicking up his legs in a rhythmic fashion. After the general realizes that he lost his military bearing, he snaps back to attention and states, Sir, we will defeat them on land, in the air, on the sea. We will drive them into the ground. We will vanquish them. Just then, the general takes his cover off, steps towards the president, and quietly asks, By the way, who is the enemy? <laughs> Ricky says, Russia. The general winces at hearing that and says, Russia, cuss. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, like he said, cuss, but like closed captioning said that he said cuss, but mm -hmm. I feel like with his English accent, he said curse. Oh, maybe. So maybe really the maybe it was stage directions, like telling him to curse. <laughs> like he was supposed to say the fuck word or something. <laughs> he slumps down into a chair and puts his head into his hands. Ricky steps to him, places his hand on his shoulder and asks, a problem, General? <laughs> General lifts his head and says, well, I was sort of hoping for a Falklands kind of thing. Ricky says, General, are you telling me you can't handle the Russians? Oh, shit. I know, right? The General stands up and states, not at all. We'll defeat them to the last man because, you see, the General places his hand on his heart as he says, America is more than just a country. It's a dream. Just ask Mary, who's making breakfast for her kids. Or Tom, who fills her up when the tank is empty. Ricky shuts that shit down quick, mm -hmm. and he shouts, Hold it! Ricky says, I gave that speech already. The general says, Oh. Ricky skates back behind his desk as he says, General, your first order is to surround Russia with the 7th Fleet. The general salutes and states, Yes, sir. President goes on, I'm counting on you to go out there and win one for the Ricker. <laughs> the general states again, Yes, sir. General salutes, about faces, and almost trips over the chair that was right behind him, but then stumbles out towards the door. But before he leaves, he turns back around, picks up the chair, salutes, and then exits the Oval Office. So, like. <sighs> Like if you were in the military, right, and you I were in, in uniform, I right, in uniform. Um, okay, let me rephrase it. If you were still in the military and oh, you were oh. still in uniform, yeah. uh, would you have to salute the president if you're in his company? Um, not indoors. Like I think different branches of different things. I think the army you salute indoors, but the navy you don't. Why you never salute indoors? You don't wear a cover indoors. You just don't. What's a cover? Your hat. Oh, okay. Oh. So why why don't you salute indoors? I don't know, you just don't. I don't so if you're on board the sub, you don't have to salute your your chief or anything. No, chief. No, you never salute a chief. You only salute an officer. Why wouldn't you salute a chief? Because he's an enlisted guy like you. But he's still higher rank than you. Then you don't salute everybody's higher rank than you. You salute only officers. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was anybody higher rank than you. Mm -mm. It's like, man, your arm must be tired by the end of the day. <laughs> Especially if you're brand new in the Navy when everybody's yeah. higher ranked. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Huh. Okay. I did not yeah. know that. So you salute the captain. Well, if you're outside. <laughs> that is so weird. <laughs> we don't know what the reasoning behind this. It's got to be symbolic somehow, right? I guess. I never really thought about it. Mm. And you don't really think about it. It's like, <laughs> so no, no, don't salute me indoors. Salute me outside where the enemy can see us. <laughs> Come on. So they, know I'm a, <laughs> so they know I'm a captain. Come on now. <laughs> um, <laughs> why is he holding a riding crop? I don't know. 
<laughs> well, that's kind of weird. Um, mm. So they that must be a huge fleet because they surrounded all of Russia. Holy shit. So there's actually an interesting fact. The seventh fleet in the Navy is actually the largest fleet in the Navy. But I imagine and, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... Uh, um, it, it consists of obviously Navy and Marines, and it's like I can't remember how many ships and planes, and it's it's a lot. Hmm. Um, I wasn't part of the that fleet; I was part of like the Atlantic Fleet or whatever. Um, but the Seventh Fleet is like I think the largest fleet. Hmm. Has. Interesting. I think okay. it's like twenty, I think almost thirty thousand people. Damn. So yeah, it's huge. It's That's huge. Cool. I feel like when he tripped over the chair, that wasn't planned either. I felt like it was a complete accident. It was total improv, which yeah. once again, just like Ricky, he nailed it. <laughs> well, I, I noticed on that, that it looked like when he got up and fixed the chair, like he was trying not to laugh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think you're right on that one. <laughs> it's good on both of them for like, just keep going. They have oh, to, yeah. Yeah. Just keep well, plus going. Like, doesn't matter what happens. Just keep going. In hindsight, it looked like he had started the walk away and he was like, oh shit, because he knows that he, somebody's going to come in and sit in that chair. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. Like, oh, I should probably fix the chair. Yeah. Because yeah. you got to fix the prop before you leave, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's funny. All right. Scene 10. After the general leaves the office, Mr. Stratton enters the office and says, son. Ricky says, hello, dad. Edward says, I heard what happened. Ricky in shock asks, you mean there's a news leak? Edward holds up a newspaper in his hand with a headline that reads, Russia surrounded by 7th Fleet. Hmm. Edward puts the newspaper down and says, look, I know what the Russians did was wrong, but son, if you retaliate, you're just, you're just stooping to their level. Ricky says, but dad, our country's pride is at stake. Hmm. Edward gets serious and says, son, this could escalate into a big fight with knives, chains, and nuclear bombs. Hmm. People could get hurt. <laughs> Nuclear bombs sting, son. Yeah, they leave marks. You. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky <laughs> says marks. <laughs> Ricky says, "Dad, I'm not going to let it come to that. Once I show these crumb bums, I mean business, they'll back down." Well, that's just like you said earlier. Yeah, it oh. is. Uh, just then, <laughs> the red phone sitting on a pedestal begins to ring. Ricky says, "See, that's the hotline. They're backing down already." Mm. Ricky walks over to the red phone and picks it up. He says, yellow. <laughs> yes, I will accept the charges. <laughs> Ricky sighs as Edward rolls his eyes. Ricky cups the receiver and whispers to his dad. It's the Soviet premiere. Yuri and drop off. Ricky back on the phone goes on. No, I'm not removing our warships until you return the love boat. And I want it back in a hurry, Yuri. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky's eyes get big as he says, what did you call me? Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, why don't you just walk off the edge of a cliff, Yuri, and drop off? Wow, really? Because that's his name. And drop off. <laughs> you got it. You uh, got it. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't dare. Ricky's face gets serious. He tries to backpedal as he says, well, wait a second. Ricky slowly pulls the phone away from his ear and hangs it up. Edward very somberly asks, what happened? Ricky says he's he's Edward steps towards his son and asks he's what son? Ricky states he's ordered an all out nuclear attack on the United States. Edward says in disbelief 
Oh my God. Ricky asks, what am I going to do, dad? Edward looks at his son and says, son, you're the president. Ricky begins to freak out, says, but I blew it. Millions of innocent people are going to die because of my mistake. Just then, the intercom buzzes. Ricky skates over to the intercom and presses the button. He says, yes. Caitlin on the other end says, sir, Russian ICBMs will destroy the United States in 15 seconds. Hmm. Do you want to launch our missiles at the Russians? Ricky thinks for a second and says, I, I don't know, dad. Edward in a very serious tone says, it's up to you, son. Ricky thinks for a moment, looks back at his father, thinks again, and then states, launch our missiles. Kate on the intercom says, missiles launched, sir. Edward closes his eyes in disbelief as to what is happening. Ricky somberly says, I've doomed us. Now I'm wiping out their whole population, too. Kate on the intercom says, incoming missiles will explode in five, four, three, two. So, mutually assured destruction is always an old sitcom hack. That's such an old trope, man. It's like, (laughs) where can we get some easy laughs? I know, I know. (laughs) Mutual destruction, yes. (laughs) This turned dark like really fast. It did, didn't it? Yeah. And I did have a note did you get the walk off the edge cliff? I walk yeah. off the edge, edge of the cliff joke, which you did. That was, yeah. you know, that was awesome. That took me a minute. Like, actually, it <laughs> took me the second watching because I watched the episode twice. It took me yeah. the second time going, Oh, that's his name and drop off. <laughs> I was like, Oh, <laughs> it's such yeah. a specific name. It's like, Oh, God, really? <laughs> I felt like it was a reach, but that's okay. <laughs> Man, quick costume change. And I know they probably, they probably didn't film this. Entire scene, <laughs> and, you know, stage play. But still, yeah, it's probably hours um, in between each shot. <laughs> so all this was a daydream. Yeah. Damn, these are long daydreams. Um, <laughs> very, very detailed. Uh, uh, a hurry, Yuri. That that kind of made me giggle a little bit. Um, how does he know there's an attack already? Like, how would they know that? What do you back mean? in back in 1983, they would have known that quick. Known what? That Russia had launched missiles. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, like that fast, it wouldn't be that fast, but it's right. not too far off from like our joke in the Navy because we had nuclear ballistic missiles too, was, uh, you know, guaranteed delivery in 30 minutes or less, which it's about right. It's about 30 minutes. You can deliver it anywhere in the world. So, Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Is that something you're allowed to tell us? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I remember going on a Tiger Cruise like, damn, what are these big orange things? You're like missiles? Like, <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that, that whole scene was just hilarious. <laughs> Man, I laughed my ass off at that scene. It's like, ha, ha, everybody dies. <laughs> like that would happen. <laughs> you know, what's kind of funny is, you know, who didn't die was Derek because he was in New Zealand. Oh, and Freddie was in Mexico. He wasn't in New Zealand that fast. I don't know. If anything, they were up in the air and they saw the whole world destroyed underneath them <laughs> and they just had to fly around till they ran out of gas and they finally dumped into the ocean. They all died. 
hilarious. It <laughs> is writing. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Another low hanging fruit as far as comedy goes. <laughs> Scene 11. As the Ricker snaps him back into reality, which by the way, this should have just been a dream and not a daydream. Yeah, that's exactly. That was my point when I was like, all oh, this was a daydream. Like the president's on, he can easily fall asleep to that. Right. It's like, oh, this is boring. Especially if you're like 11. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, as the Ricker snaps back into reality, still sitting on the couch with his dad, Kate and Dexter, the president on TV continues to give his address. President Reagan, or somebody doing a, kind of a bad impression, says, <laughs> as I indicated earlier, <laughs> we are not trying to become a superpower. We are simply trying to maintain military uh, parity, I think, with the Soviet Union. We must support the Defense Department with Ricky then jumps up and turns off the TV. The others look at him in confusion. Ricky says, Dad, I owe you an apology. Edward says, you certainly do, son. <laughs> the president hadn't finished his speech yet. <laughs> Ricky says, no, Dad, what I meant was you were right about us getting our school statue back without pulling the same underhanded sneaky stuff those guys pulled on us. Edward's like, but still the president's on. Can this wait? <laughs> that shit cracked me up, but he's like, yeah, yeah you do, because he wasn't done. That shit cracked me up. <laughs> Ricky goes on. I'm going to talk to those guys man to man and to see if we can't work out our differences. Edward says, well, I'm glad you feel that way, son. What made you change your mind? Ricky says, hey, I learned my lesson. When I sent out the seventh fleet to recapture the love boat and then ended up destroying America. Ricky then sighs yeah. and walks upstairs to his room, leaving the rest in the living room a little confused <laughs> and missing the president's speech. That's true, yeah. Because mm. apparently they're, he's the only one that can turn that TV on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ricky wants to speak. Come on, will you turn it on before you leave? <laughs> um, yeah, that that, long, that one line just cracked me out. That was, just his delivery on was perfect. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. funny. <laughs> well, that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> a political good one. <laughs> And not big on the politics, but it was still entertaining nonetheless. No, it was. Yeah, yeah. It's true. So I have an email to read. Ooh, goody goody gumdrops. And uh, this is from uh, from an old, old, old favorite. Jimmy is from Emmy Kate. She's not old. That's mean. Oh, sorry. From a young favorite. Oh, okay. Cool. I think she is like a good 10 years younger than us, I think. Damn, she is old. I'm <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Emmy says... Hey, Buncheroos. Hi. And then she goes, are we still, are we still Buncheroos? I don't know. <clears throat> I oh, sent this. That's right. Cause that was our fan that our, our, our listeners names. Was it? The Buncheroos. Yeah. Oh, we need hats instead of like Mickey Mouse ears. They say bees like Brady and Bunch. You can scare. Oh, I think like boobies. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Emmy says, so I started watching Dobie Gillis from the beginning on Freebie. It's okay. interesting. Uh -oh. I remember my dad talking about this show when I was little, but I don't recall ever watching it. So Dobie is just a total creep, right? <laughs> he seems super <laughs> rapey. And why is Maynard hmm. always filthy? He was picked up by the police for vagrancy because he looked homeless. He is 100% jugged, though. 
I totally see that where all the Archie and Scooby-Doo inspiration came from. And Zelda never misses a chance to tell Dobie that she loves him, and he's so mean to her every time. Note in the theme song and throughout the episodes, they say that Dobie wants a girl who's creamy and dreamy. <laughs> and she wow. has like these puke face emojis. <laughs> 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 which it is kind of funny like Maynard I forgot to mention this on the show Maynard because he was wearing like that gray sweatshirt that had like mm-hmm. holes in it he wears that in every episode he never oh, changes his clothes so wow okay yeah well he was on a desert island for years come on now give me a break <laughs> yeah. anywho I like this new format you guys are pulling out some great shows from from the depths nice good it's fun to find out what you end up with next I can't believe he didn't choose the big controversial mod episode with the abortion, though. Oh, shit. Maybe too dark. Have a sunshine day, Emmy. Yeah, but we, um, the way we, um, pick them, like it's, it's legit. It's not like smoke and mirrors. We legit pick it randomly. Like we, we really truly don't know what episode's going to be next. Mm -hmm. So, so we don't know what's going to come up where next. We really don't. And that's not, that's not like, you know, it's going, no, we don't know. Wink, wink. No, we (laughs) really truly don't know. Though, I mean, smoke and mirrors aside, like we edit it to make it a little bit faster, but we're literally, okay, how many seasons did this have? Five. And then we go in and plug random, you know, into Google. If you Google random number generator, it'll ask you, one through whatever. So if it's five seasons, we five, and then we pick it that way. Okay. How many episodes or how many episodes were in that season? And then we count how many episodes were in that season. We plug in the number again. That's how we do it. So, yeah. So we legit don't know. And there's been a couple of times where we pick one where it's like a part two or something and we have to stop and we're like, okay, let's pick another one because we can't just do a part two. And <laughs> yeah. So. Or if it is yeah. a two part period, we won't do it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 All right, Emmy Kate. Well, we appreciate you right now. It's always fun here from Emmy Kate. I know. It's been a while. But, uh, all right, Emmy, you know what we did here. We had a good time tonight. Remember, we We do love these shows. It's all about the good times and the laughs. Hell yeah. And and the nostalgia. And the nostalgia. Just hearing that theme song again, it's like, oh, I remember this theme song. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, We would also personally like to thank our producers from Patreon because without you, this couldn't be possible. And of course, we always give a shout out to Jenny and Jim. But you know what? This week, Tag, Jenny and Jim are going to have to share the spotlight. Oh, okay. They're going to have to share the spotlight. Because we have two new producers. Oh, shit. Do Do we? Ben and Bruce. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, We we know Ben. We do know Ben. Ben's a cool guy. Yeah. He's he's kind of a superstar in our Facebook group. He is. Yeah. He's awesome. So, yeah. But uh, so, welcome, Ben, and welcome, Bruce. Awesome. Yeah. Appreciate that. That's um, his rock. I mean, we always give Jenny and Jim a shout out because, you know, they were the first ones to, you know, to, to invest in us, so to speak. And that uh, we will always appreciate it. We'll always be in their debt. And I can't wait. Um, I mean, this is for, for Jenny and Jim. The rest of you can listen, I guess, if you want. Um, <laughs> but um, I was talking to Tech, and it looks like I might be in the Illinois area next year this time. So, uh, uh, yeah. So, yes. Cool. So. I guess I could have put that on our on our conversation on Facebook, but that's okay. That's all right. Um, so yes, so uh, Ben Ben and Bruce. I almost could said Benny, uh, but Ben and Bruce. Well, we appreciate it. We really do. And um, uh, yeah, so and welcome up. aboard. And yes, uh, yeah, and uh, hopefully they'll be participating in our yes. uh, little sh- you know personal spotlights. Oh yeah, coming for sure. Up soon. Mm-hmm. So. 
So I'm going to sign some homework assignments. You're going to check out the website. Yes. At a berrybradypodcast.com. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, CastBox, or Audible. Tell two friends about the show. And if you don't have two friends, then uh, um, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> write, write the name of the podcast on the bathroom wall and say for a good time. And yes. put my number. <laughs> Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join on the conversations and all the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. If you would like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. If you're like, you know what? Jenny and Jim and, and, and Ben and Bruce and all the other people, they just seem so cool. Like I wish mm-hmm. I was that. I really wish I was that cool. Yeah. And like I saw, you know, Jenny walking through Walmart wearing that cool shirt or whatever. Like if you're thinking that, just just jump on the website. They got stuff on the website for through Patreon that you can't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Line. Yeah. Also, check out our Instagram at a very Brady Podcast, which we need to be a little more active on. We do. Yeah, that's my bad on that one. Uh, I'll take responsibility on that one. No, Jimmy, um, don't. It's a shared responsibility. <laughs> follow us on <laughs> Facebook and get real-time updates. Like if the show's going to be late, if we change to a new day. All that stuff. All the stuff. Mm-hmm. Currently, our release dates are Fridays. Yes. So remember that. Go check out the Retro Network at theretronetwork.com, which we forgot to give the URL last week. So Oh, we did. Yeah. Check out our shop with our affiliate link at www.averybirdypodcast.com slash shop. It's a great way to support the show, and it doesn't cost you anything more than you're already paying. It's just mm-hmm. using our link to buy something off Amazon. That's it. Indeed. Check out our T Public store for merch. Link is in the description of this and every episode. Yes. Also, we are now on Clapper. Now, we haven't been very active on it either. We're really guilty of that, but we will be. And uh, yeah. so, yes, check that out. It's kind of like TikTok. It's like generic TikTok. It's like Wish TikTok. So, <laughs> um, so check that out. And uh, yeah. Indeed. But most importantly, go out and check out classic, iconic television. And Jimmy here is going to tell us. What to watch next? Yes. So we're going to spin the old uh, randomizer 3000. And um, after ending all the data into it, it will randomly pick the next episode for us. Ooh. So, uh, so yeah, Maybe. let's spin the old randomizer 3000. Ooh, spacey. That's not a random spacey. So on the next episode, we will yeah. be doing All in the Family. All in the Family. Yes. Right. We will be doing season nine. Uh-huh. And we will be doing episode 17 uh-huh. entitled Stephanie and the Crime Wave, which sounds like a cool punk band name. <laughs> um, <laughs> it does kind of sound like Yeah, right? So the synopsis. Edith and Archie discover that Stephanie has been stealing insignificant items around the house. Hmm. When they confront Stephanie about it, she confesses that she was taking these items to keep as keepsakes because she's afraid she'll be leaving the bunker house soon. Hmm. Maybe she's sending them off to the kids in Ethiopia. Maybe she's on heroin. Oh. Sorry. Personal experience is getting in the way of the show again. You were um, on heroin? No. <laughs> Not that I know <laughs> of. Maybe I was. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so that's interesting. That'll be the first time we've done Archie Bunker. Well, we have never done Archie Bunker, but we've also haven't done all in the family either. That's true. Yeah, you're right. 
<laughs> That'll be interesting. But where can they stream this? This show is available to stream on Amazon Prime. And just so you're aware, too, they labeled the episode wrong. So They did. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember what it is off the top of your head? Do you remember? I want to say 13, but just look for Stephanie and the sound it out. You can say mm-hmm. it. Come on now. It is labeled um, on there as season nine, episode 15. Mm. Uh, but it's yeah. actually 17. So. Yeah. Just look for Stephanie and the crime wave. That's yes. going to be correct. So. Yep. So, yeah. So that'll be fun. That'll be a first. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't really know. I'm just assuming that Stephanie was the daughter. Yes. Okay. She was the one that was married to Meathead. Yeah. Yeah. And then she like took care of like Ethiopian kids or something. Yeah. I think she was, she wanted to be like in the Peace Corps or something like that. Or she had those things in her hair. I believe, believe they call them like <laughs> corn, corn husks. <laughs> and she wanted us to send her like 10 cents a day or something. Something like that. Yeah. Something about because kids were stuck in slow motion. <laughs> I guess 10 cents a day for the price of a cup of coffee that could be in, in normal motion. <laughs> And they had to listen to sad music all the time. You're terrible, Jimmy. You're terrible. (laughs) Uh, So that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So unless you have anything else? Um, I do not. No, in that case, I've been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been a very Brady podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.